and then you can do some kissing and stuff like that if you want but that's like a whole other conversation you'd have with the client um and then you flip them around and you know uh give them the good old happy ending Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Santagato. I'm Greg Dybeck. Uh, for anyone out there who wants to be a part of the show, if you feel like you have a story or something unique that you want to share with us, um, you can go to OPLshow.com or send us an email directly at OPLpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and shout out to all the patrons out there. If you want to become a patron and support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash OPL show. You'll support the show, but you'll also get weekly behind the scenes episodes, access to our Discord channel to chat with us, uh, previous guests, other listeners, and you'll also get other bonus content that never appears on this main channel. So go check that out at patreon.com slash OPL show. So let's get into... Today's topic, we received an email from a woman that says, I work at an erotic massage parlor. Uh, not even like trying to be funny here, but for everyone to just understand, it basically, happy endings, I guess, is like the, the universal term for this. And uh, we're kind of just going to jump right into this world and see what it's like, you know, working there, interacting with the guests, how someone gets into that. So we've got the guests on the line right now. And thanks for being on the show. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. So uh, I just I just called it happy endings. I'm sure you have a better explanation of kind of what exactly an erotic massage parlor is. Can you just kind of, you know, give us the, the definition and basically uh, an overview of what goes on at this type of massage parlor? Right, yeah. So it's basically what you said. It's basically a happy ending. Um, my friends and I just usually say we just jerk dick there for fun. Um, but basically what happens is the guy and the girl, um, they both get naked. They get on a bed or like a massage table. And then the hostess or the MA, and MA is um, a massage attendant. Um, she starts giving him a massage. Uh, and then she'll start doing a thing called a body slide. So basically she'll dump some oil on her and a little bit on him. And then she kind of rubs her body all over him and it sounds stupid <laughs> but it actually feels really good um and then you can do some kissing and stuff like that if you want but that's like a whole other uh conversation you'd have with the client beforehand or during um and then you flip them around and you know uh give them the good old happy ending that all right that's a really right, clear so explanation <laughs> pretty uh yeah okay cool so i mean <laughs> So it, it, I'm assuming this is all like legal, because here in, in the States, I mean, you can't do that. So like, you know. Yeah, it, it's legal here. I'm in Canada. Um, so long as there's no sex, though, I mean, that can happen too. Um, it's perfectly legal. Wait, if there is sex, then it is illegal? It's illegal, yeah, because it's prostitution. And then it could be considered a brothel and the owners could be considered pimps and all that good stuff. But like hand jobs are not considered. Yeah, apparently not. To be honest, in Canada, like you, I've been to places in Canada and they're just, they're kind of all over. Like it's like Starbucks, erotic massage parlor, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts or, well, actually, no, that's very American, whatever. Tim Hortons, massage parlor. So they're, you know, it's it's definitely just like, I guess, part of the uh, the culture there. So I'm curious, like, is that, you know, for you to get into this, I guess, what's what's kind of the story of, you know, what what made you want to get into this? Is it just 
a job to make money? Is it like a passion of yours? Um, well, it's for money. I'm a lesbian, so it's farthest thing from wanting to hook up with a guy. But my coworker told me about her best friend who worked at one of these places, and we were working at the time, so I couldn't really get into depth with her, but she basically just said, like, they're happy endings. And I didn't know how much money you'd make at the time, but down the road, like, a few months later, I Googled it. And still, there, there isn't a lot online about how much each person makes, so I figured I'd just go in and, like, try it out and go from there. Um... Did that, th- did that answer the question? I'm so sorry. It's word no. of mouth, basically. I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. I'm all over the I'm so nervous. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So how, so how, all right. How much is one of these massages? And is it like built into a price or is it something that they dis- you just kind of discuss with a client as it's uh, going on? So it depends. So um, like I mentioned in the email, I worked at two places. So the first place I was a receptionist for almost a year. So I, lot, I saw a lot of shit there the it's a set price and the client has to pay the ma at the end of the um at the end of the session whereas at the second place where i became an ma um you the the client goes in he pays a set fee for the room and then once he's in the room with the girl they can kind of debate how much uh they want to pay for the session but typically uh for like an hour-long session it's around 180 dollars between the cost of the room itself and paying for the ma Okay, that's... If I were to do an hour-long session as an MA, I'd make 100 bucks minimum. Wow. Okay. And so this full hour is basically made up of the person comes in, you said you go through kind of the normal massage, the body slide, and then finish it off with the the happy ending. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, You could do more than that. Um, I mean... I'm not, I don't judge, but I always think it's kind of weird when guys want more than that because they're just essentially paying for like a, a happy ending. But like some guys will have fetishes. Um, some guys want to make out and touch the girl. And then some people just will and have sex. So do you participate in any of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, it's, okay. it's good money. It adds up. So it's, at so, first they didn't, but yeah. What about, so like the fetish kind of things i mean I, I you know how do you kind of work out the pricing in your head like what what do you consider a fair price and if, if something like some sort of kink that someone wants to kind of indulge in like how do you price that out so it's typically 50 dollars um give or take maybe 10 or 20 bucks but if it and if it's more kinky you can charge a lot more money um, so like if a guy's like really into BDSM and he wants to use like wants you to use toys on him and stuff like obviously you can bargain more money um, as opposed to just the $50 because it's not really worth doing certain things for 50 bucks. Yeah, totally. But that's interesting. So uh, like men there will just kind of be open with you and say I'm into this and then it's just what kind of like a negotiation like how much to pee on you or how much for you to like put something in my ass. I don't know. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, it, it depends on the girl, really. Um, I think for a golden shower, it would be one hundred to two hundred bucks, at least. It's never. I've never uh, done one of those sessions. I know one of my coworkers got paid to poop in someone's mouth. What? I think she paid. I think she got paid an extra two hundred or three hundred for that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I would love to. I would do that. No problem. You would. Oh yeah, I mean, I'd set it off too, but probably for like four hundred. 
<laughs> but then you also get paid for the session itself. And then if you have like another three or four or five, six or six sessions, it really adds up. Now is sex the most expensive add-on? And and how do you kind of negotiate and handle that? Because like you said, that now you've technically, and don't worry, we're not going to tell anyone, like you've technically crossed the line into, okay, now it's a prostitution session. But what do you what do you charge for that? And are you like selective about who you decide to do that with? How does that kind of work? Um, well, it depends from every spa. So I know the first one I worked at, I think the girls, nobody really talked about it. Uh, so girls could charge however much they wanted because the guys knew not to discuss um, other girls' prices with the person they're seeing. But at the spa I worked at as an MA, it kind of sucked, but it was a set price of uh, $200 total for the entire session. It's not a lot of money, but the boss, um, like the owner said, it can't be more than that unless it's Greek, but um, it can't be more than that because they want to stay competitive. That doesn't seem expensive. It, I know, it really doesn't. So I, guys play, pay around $300 just to get full service. Wow. Yeah, it's not a lot of money. It really sucks. Do you get a lot of like American men? Uh, from time to time, yeah. We have a few regulars who'd come in from like New York State um, since it was just a few hours drive from where um, I was living, but it's mostly local guys. Wow. And yeah, I mean, like Greg was saying, I mean, I'm more shocked at the fact that it's like 300 bucks and you can get someone to shit in your mouth. Like, I think like if, I, if I was into that, I'd be like, well, I got to really pay up for this. You know what yeah, I mean? This, like, this place is like a it's like a fantasy land where like all your dreams can come true for not that much money, to be honest. If you can afford it. Yeah, because it also yeah. becomes addicting. Like, I remember there was one day as a receptionist, I let in the same guy three times. In a day? In a day, in a shift, in like a six hour period. He came in three times. What was was he asking for? I think just your basic session. I didn't get the specifics of it, but I'm like one session alone. Like, I mean, for him to have had three sessions, it would have been around 600. Yeah. No, that adds up. So you do six hour shifts. Like how many clients do you usually see in a day? So that's when I was a receptionist, but when I was an MA, um, I would work typically from four to 11 or five to nine. And I usually would see anywhere between three to seven guys. It's the night shift too. I feel like it's better money. I don't know. It, it's also up, really busy though in the daytime, <laughs> Yeah, which always confuses me, but guys come in during their lunch rush and if they have an hour long shift or. That's why Canadians are so nice. That's re- Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, interesting. I mean, I also had a job while I was working at the spa, so I could only really work um, evenings. Got it. Um, Okay, so what I'm curious, and then we can move on from money, but so you say 200 for sex or or even 180 for the session. I'm assuming some of that goes back to the massage parlor. Like how much are you seeing of that? Is it kind of a fair split in your mind? Yes and no. So the i hate to go back and forth but i like at the two um spas i worked at were completely different so the first place um the guy pays the girl and then after he leaves and there's no other guys around she comes to settle with the house so that'd be mm-hmm. the receptionist working and like i said for an hour it was at the time it was 180 dollars, but it's went up recently so the hostess would owe the house 80 dollars, and she'd keep 100 okay now if she has um 
if you have, it doesn't matter how many sessions you have in the, the entire shift, you owe a $10 cleaning fee. That you pay? Yeah, that you pay out of uh. pocket. And I never really understood. I always thought that was too much money to hand over to the house. But then I found out the building or the, like, the space it's in, it costs 20 grand a month just in rent. Jesus. So they yeah. have to find ways to, you know, bring in the money. But um, at the other place where I was an MA, I, I actually don't know how much it costs for the room. It's roughly around the same amount. Got it. Um, so it's fair if you think about how much everything costs. But no, I definitely think girls should be making a bit more money because, you know, they do put themselves in harm's way. Right. What, what is the hiring process like for this job? Uh, so basically you just, you find one of the websites and then you go to contact and you can either text one of like a phone number or you can send an email, um, basically introducing yourself. Some people ask you to send photos just to see if you are fit essentially, basically, I hate to say it. Um, and if you are, and they think you could be a good fit, they just br basically bring you in for an interview and they ask if you've been involved in sex work before. Uh, what are your expectations? Like they kind of go over the rules. Um, I remember during my interview with the place, the second place I worked at, she told me I couldn't bring any pets. And I was like, why would I bring a pet? And she said, oh, we had a girl bring her pet goat in once. So it's like a very chillax place. <laughs> they goat. basically just, yeah, pet goat during like a seven hour shift and just hung out in the back room. But they just want to make sure you're nice and you're not going to cause drama. You're not like an alcoholic or a drug addict, and, you know, or getting trafficked. It's yeah. really easy to get hired. So you don't have to be like a licensed like massage. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> my <laughs> boss had one um, for Quebec. I'm at, like we're I live in Ontario and we're near the Quebec border. Um, and she got a license from the Quebec side. I, I don't know if it's allowed to be used here, but the girls, for whatever reason, don't need to uh, have one. I guess it's not as much about the massage as it is, you know, about well, where, yeah, where it I ends mean, up. So but, does but anyone, I, <laughs> I was going to say, does anyone ever come in here of being like, I'm good on all this. I just actually, my just back hurts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. One time I had a duo. This guy pulls up in a limo. He's dressed in like a cowboy outfit and he's a little drunk and he's with his best friend. They just came from like a sports game. And he picks me and this other girl and we're like, all right, like, what are you okay with? And we had a bit of a conversation because sometimes when there's two or more girls in a session, the client wants the girls to do stuff with each other. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're like, what are you comfortable with? We had that whole conversation. And then we go in and he's like, I don't even guys want you to jerk me off. I just want you to put your elbows as hard as you can into every muscle of my body. And at one point, my coworker was like walking on him, like for an hour straight. We're in our lingerie. Usually we're naked, but we're like pushing as hard as we can into every single bone in his body. <laughs> it's not the norm, but it happens every so often. Interesting. I think they just want like a cute, sexy girl massaging him as opposed to going into like a nice spa. Well, yeah. you know, other spa. If it's around <laughs> the same price. And yeah, I mean, so in terms of like the actual massage and like the skill i guess so like okay you're not a licensed massage therapist but you still want to do a good job all around i assume so like how do you how did you kind of learn 
that because it's it's like a performance in a way right the whole when you really try to picture this whole thing unfolding it's like you said so they pick you like the guy picks you then you go into the room like it's like immediately now in a sense you're i guess in character you could say but you know you have to be sexy you have to give the massage then you have to then you have to finish it off like it's just a lot of work on your end so like where did you like learn or how do you like develop your style or technique I uh, so you actually just really talk with your coworkers, or like when you first start you do training so you actually uh, shadow a girl in a session and she shows you like everything you need to do and she shows you like some good techniques that are like proven to work but then during our off times you can hang out in the lounge or in like the staff room and girls will practice on each other um yeah and as for persona and like personality and all that stuff you kind of just come up with your own or it depends on the client so like you could have a client that is really creepy and you see them all the time and you're going to be a bit more guarded or you're not gonna fully be yourself but then you might have a guy coming in and he's he's really nice and open and honest and stuff like that. And you're going to feel like you can be yourself more, mm. which is what I usually lean towards. Cause I'm too lazy to come up with a persona. <laughs> um, but a lot of girls will like discuss ways to not manipulate the guy, but make them think they're a lot more um, sexy and sensual than they actually are. Mm-hmm. Or like enjoying it more because like you started off basically, you said you're a lesbian. So it's like, are you, you're not, necessarily getting or not you're not getting the pleasure that the guy is getting that's for sure <laughs> not at all <laughs> so to keep that persona up as well while doing this and you know in their mind they're creating their own fantasies about you or probably think you know oh she's she's definitely enjoying this or like oh this is this is the nicest dick she's seen all day like and you're just like <laughs> are you like <laughs> are you like thinking about other things or are you just like yeah i don't know how do you like go through that mentally so we have mirrors like covering the walls so guys can kind of glance and he can like check out the girl as she's like doing her thing and i try to smile as i'm doing it so it looks like i'm having fun and it's not that i'm not having fun but like i think about dinner you know and all <laughs> what i'm doing later or like a conversation i want to get back to when i like leave the room mm-hmm. um i totally just forgot what i was saying i'm so sorry but um <laughs> Basically, I just try to be myself and open and outgoing, and a lot of guys kind of fall for it. I've had a lot of guys ask me out. A lot of them have offered to drive me home, ask for my phone number. One guy asked for my Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, which you're not supposed to give for obvious reasons. Um, but I'm just really good, I guess, at making guys think that I want them. And apparently, not many girls go to that effort. So I don't know what I'm, I think maybe I'm just compensating because Maybe. I'm like so obviously not attracted to them. <laughs> um, and some of the girls are. I know a lot of girls will date clients, but I, I guess I really have to push myself to seem more uh, straight, I guess you could say, or like really into it. Do, do you guys, uh, do women come into the parlor? Sometimes. I've never had a session um, with a girl, but it happens maybe every other week. It's not a common thing by any means. And like the rules with them are completely different with than with guys, which is kind of stupid in my opinion. But then you also get couples coming in too. Huh. Is there, there's like a, like what percentage would you say like couples are coming in there? Are they in the same room or they're like separated? Oh uh, no, they're together. So at the first place I worked at, it was a lot more common. I'd say 
maybe like 5% are couples, but that's because there's three types of rooms. There were rooms with um, like massage tables. And then there's quite a few rooms with like double size beds. And then there's one room with a king size bed. Oh, wow. So you can really spread out. Like I've taken naps in there before. <laughs> Whereas at the other place, it's just massage tables. So if there's more than two people, it's really awkward and uncomfortable. Um, so it, it doesn't happen all that often. Do you, do you feel like powerful in a sense when you are doing this? Like the, the kind of like skill that you have or the fact that, you know, you know, this guy is like enjoying it so much or, or that like, at least you're like inducing pleasure. Like, do you get any pleasure out of that? Or is it at this point just kind of like muscle memory? Like th this is my job. I'm, I'm here to get paid. It's a bit of both. Um, it, it really depends on the guy because some guys can finish in like not even five minutes, but I've had sessions where it's taken a guy two hours. Jeez, got pay extra. <laughs> well, no, he ends up having, I think, three separate sessions. I was in for most of it. I think I ducked out at the 90 minute mark, but he just would not come. But uh, <laughs> I feel nice and powerful right as I know they're finishing because then I'm like, okay, we can start to clean up like the pressure's off me now. End of the shift. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, and it becomes routine. And it's, I know for some people it's exciting at first, like for the, the MA. But it's like, okay, like I've just jerked like dick number two and I know I have like three more <laughs> sessions after this and like then I can go home and like right. da, da 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 So it, it does become muscle memory and you learn some techniques. <laughs> when you go into a session every single time, you know like, all right, I know I'm going to have to like jerk this guy off or something. Like there's no like chance of it not happening is my point. Yeah. Unless and they like, ask. Exactly. Yeah. There's some sessions where the guys don't even be touched at all, but we can get into that later. But, um, no, my, when my friend told me about this place, she said, yeah, she just jerks dick all day. So I knew I had an idea of what, um, I was getting myself into, but I, I didn't do the research. I probably should have, but, um, like I was okay with it cause I've had sugar daddies in the past. Um, but it, it is a bit of a shock because like my first day my boss was like okay like goes ahead of the girls and i go into the back and they're all like butt naked <laughs> but i was like hi i'm so and so i'm new and then they're all kind of staring at you and then you know eventually you go into a session and that's when you like learn everything but girls don't typically talk about what's involved in the session until you're in the session because they'd rather talk about other things hmm this is um, a weird question that came to mind, but just when you were, and there's no professional way to word this really. Uh, but you know, you're, when you're just talking about like finishing the shift and stuff, do you like try to make the guys come quick and like get it over with? And do you have like a finishing move that works like 99% of the time? <laughs> um, well, it, it depends. <laughs> um, so I know that guys who, if they come in for full service, a lot of them don't want to be there for the full hour. They got things to do and they know they can finish in like less time than that. So sometimes I'll rush it. Um, but no, you have to gauge whether or not you think they'll come quickly, which is really hard to figure how out. How do you gauge that? Yeah. You, it, uh, you can't really. You just have to see how they kind of react to everything. Like you don't want to give a massage and a body slide for too long in case, you know, they want to make out and stuff or like touch you. And like that could get them aroused enough to finish themselves. But you don't want to spend too much time or too little time on one thing and focus on like the end game mm. because you, you just, you have to guess essentially when they're going to finish and you don't want to finish too early because then it looks like you're trying to get more money out of them. Like say if you have an hour long session 
and you're going to make a hundred bucks, but you're able to get them out in half an hour. They're going to think they got robbed of that time because they paid yeah. for half an hour, you know? Yeah. That's kind of stressful for you. Oh. I would think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sucks. But I do have a finishing move. <laughs> it's a little TMI, so I'm sorry, but, um, Oh, I don't know what it's called. You know when you you squeeze your boobs and then you like rub um, their dick in between it. A boob job. Yeah, I uh, I have pretty nice tits. Titty, so it's really, yeah. I guess it looks good. And like if you can get the tip of their dick close enough to your chin, they think you're gonna, you know. <laughs> and the thought of that can also get them to finish. But that's usually my finishing move. Yeah. Interesting. Good, good to know. Is there any is there <laughs> is there any uh, worry about like STDs? Oh yeah, yeah. The girls are like everyone's really careful, and if a guy has, um, he, if he looks sick, like if it looks like he might have warts or something, obviously the girl won't even go near him. Um, I know the girls get tested regularly, and like it's a criteria for working there. Um, then obviously, if they do anything um, that involves penetration, then there has to be protection. Mm. Uh, I know there was one guy. This wasn't me, but my friend told me she had a session with him, and he looked completely healthy. Everything was good, and when he finished, his cum looked like um, like curdled cheese. Oh my god! Yeah. So. I think she went and got tested after that because she had no reason to think he was like ill or anything until that point. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even know that was possible. It's not a good surprise. <laughs> um, separate from even just like being careful with STDs, have you ever felt just unsafe because, you know, you're still, you're naked in a room with a sexually aroused male. I mean, it's, I'm sure that's something that might take getting used to, but did, did you ever feel unsafe um or, or has it always been pretty good experiences generally it's pretty good but they're actually there have been a few times i've been assaulted um oh. yeah and the the place i was an ma at took it seriously so i always felt comfortable going into room because i knew i could walk out and they would kick the guy out within seconds um but i know at the first place i worked at the boss wouldn't ban people if they brought money in. So if it was a regular, she would not kick him out. She wouldn't ban him because if he's bringing in hundreds of dollars a week, she has better incentive to keep him around than not and just blacklist him from seeing a girl. Mm. Um, but aside from the assaults, no, I don't think I've ever felt unsafe. Yeah. But that's even that is just that it's scary to hear. Um, is this something that you like kind of plan on doing, you know, long term, or is there something else that you would want to do? Uh, so I've got some student loans I've got to pay off. So I'm just kind of hoping to get those out of the way. It's quite a bit of money. And I can rake in two grand easily a week. And so I could have, I mean, I'm not there at the moment. I'm, I'm hoping to go back soon. Um, but I could get that out of the way within a year. And then after that, I might want to work a bit longer just to get some savings. And like, so I can travel and stuff like that. But no, it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. But I know a lot of people do because the money gets really addicting. Yeah, it's like we've, we've spoken to like strippers before too. And it's it's the same thing. It's like this was initially a plan to yeah pay off loans or save up a certain amount. But then it's like, when when do you cut it off and when do you transition? Because now I'm going to go get another job where I probably have to work more hours but make less money and it's uh it's probably tough to like decide when and how to like make that transition 
Yeah, and like what I've seen too is I've had a lot of friends come into it with full-time jobs or even part-time jobs making minimum wage. And up here, it's uh, $14 an hour. Uh, but within weeks, they've quit their jobs. And I always tell them like, no, I think you should find a second job. And it's not like I'm a whorephobic or anything like that. But the longer you're away from like a civvy job, like a normal everyday person job, the harder it's going to be to like reintegrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always kept something uh, steady just to keep my resume looking good. So when I do decide to quit, it's not like I'm quitting cold turkey and I'll have no income or anything like that. Um, but I yeah. think girls, a lot of people don't plan to do it long, t- uh, long term or anything like that. But uh, when they do, they kind of also kind of screw themselves over by not preparing for like the next stage of their life. It- is there a like stigma in this position in this job because i mean it's like legal there and like here i mean that like you know unless you work in this like doctor's office masseuse or whatever like i don't even know anyone who's a masseuse but like you assume there's certain things going on and people can look at people who work at those places in a certain way is it like that in canada or is it more like accepted it it depends, I think, on the community. Like, if you're in a more, like, liberal city, then no one really bats an eye. But if you're, like, in a smaller town, I think more people would have a problem with it. Um, but generally, no. I've only had, a, like, met a couple of people. Well, they were my friends that weren't okay with it. But, like, 99% of people were like, okay, cool, yeah, make make all that money. Like, I don't care as long as you're safe. Yeah, right. well, that's good. Uh, and are there kind of, like misconceptions and and again like to joe's point maybe it's a little different there because it's more normal and accepted but you know here like in america it's like oh there's if you go to this place in queens there's a doorbell and if you ring it three times someone will let you in and you know you can get a happy ending there um and it's like you know that more it's like a shady feel that hush hush kind of thing um but there is it like is it just super open or are there still like misconceptions that people have about like either the girls who work there or even even the type of guys who go in where people would just think like oh these are just like you know gross men who are like have nothing else to do but i just uh, we've had too many conversations on the show where like i know that that can't be the case right like uh, that i'm sure that's a misconception and it's probably a pretty like diverse and wide range of the types of people going there well, like a lot of types of guys will go. Um, most of them are like pretty average everyday people. Um, you get the odd weirdo from time to time, but like generally people who aren't within the industry or like don't really nobody anyone in the community will look at this type of work and say, oh yeah, like the guys are disgusting. Like who just like drives down the road, pulls over and goes in and gets a hand job and then continues about their day. Um, so I know a lot of people see it that way, but a lot of the guys who come in, and I'm sure it's been said on the other podcasts, but, uh, or the other episodes, sorry, that uh, like the guys who come in are honestly, they're just kind of lonely. You yeah. don't realize it, but like I've talked to, I had a session with a guy who's a 50 year old virgin. There's guys who are divorced. There's guys whose wives haven't touched them in over 10 years. Um, so it's actually really sad if you look at it that way. Um, and it's almost more of like, is it like, sure, even there's a sexual aspect to it, but like just a human connection, like do some of them just want to like t- 
talk and kind of like tell their stories to you or like get to know you? Oh, yeah. Like when I was a receptionist, I'd have guys come in. So we had a bit of a lounge and there was a bar and the guys would come in and they'd spend all day there and we'd just talk and hang out. They'd order pizza. We'd have some snacks and all that good stuff. Um, and you really get to know who they are over time. And like they a lot of them like know all about my family and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, totally true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you, you, so you're not. like building actual like relationship with these people. Is, is it? Yeah. Is it um, like, do you, is it like very client based to where the point where they're like, there's a certain guy that comes in, you know, he's going to request you or he'll like book you in advance. Like, how does it work in that way? So, oh, I'll go back to the question before. I just wanted to say there is a few people who will book sessions just so you can talk in a quiet room and they'll pay hundreds of dollars for the girl's undivided attention. Wow. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. There's one guy who'd come in. He did, I think a seven hour session once and he just talked to the girls the whole time. Wow. So that's like a thousand dollars. Yeah. But um, so it Jeez. depends on what spa you're working at. Uh, the place I initially worked at, you could um, book on an app or you could call to book or you can just do a walk in. Uh, so basically you get into the building and you don't know who you want to see. Uh, so they take you into the room. You're going to have the session in. And then I really hated this, but uh, all the girls would go in one at a time and introduce themselves in their lingerie or like a sexy outfit. And then after all the girls have gone in, the receptionist goes in and he kind of talks with her and he's like, oh, I'm looking for this. I like these two girls. Like, who would you recommend? And from there, they book the session. Hmm. Uh, whereas at the second place I worked, you could only call in and book or you could walk in. And if you didn't know who you wanted to see, they have like, um, like a photo album. Oh, so wow. every girl at both at every single place you go, every girl has professional photos taken of them. And usually their faces aren't in it. But the guy will go through the book and he's like, okay, like, I like this girl's body. Can you tell me more about her? And the receptionist will say, oh, like, she's this, she's that. And from there, he'll pick somebody. Interesting. But it, yeah, it seems like just a place where you learn a lot about strangers and make a connection. Like, it, you saying it, just like hanging out in the lounge or having regulars come in or people just seeking that type of human connection. It's like, it, it almost feels... I don't know, like a judgment-free, like sanctuary kind of, where you can also get a hand job. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it is like the most easygoing place you could possibly imagine. Because, I mean, for me especially, like I've done so many things, I can't judge people for yeah. wanting, you know, like unique things, and vice versa. Like a guy's not going to come in and be like, "Oh, you're wearing this, or you would do that in session. You're disgusting." Like guys, like generally, just don't care. Mm -hmm. so there's it's usually drama free everybody gets along uh yeah you have your regulars coming in three four five times a week it's a really again girls would come in just to hang out on their days off hmm. mm -hmm. it's, it's like its really own little community right there <laughs> yeah it, sounds it, like. it, re it, it is it's a really small community and everybody knows each other huh now uh is there any any kind of stories or particular clients <laughs> or anything? <laughs> well, that that's good that you're laughing already. Uh, okay. Basically, here's open story time. We've come to that part of the episode because we assume you've seen some stuff. I mean, we we've already got pooping in mouths, cottage cheese come. Like it's it's been wild already. So, is there anything you kind of haven't touched on or just like memorable you know stories from your experience here? Yeah, there's. I guess there's four that stick out. One I mentioned in the email, so I don't know if you guys saw it. So I feel bad if you did because it's really just surprising. Um, so there's this guy who comes in. He's really well known. Um, and he'll book sessions upwards of like six hours. 
and he's like this cute old man you go into session it turns out he's like really really kinky like he has his stuff left there so it could be um, like bondage or whips or like dildos and stuff like that and i know uh in one session a girl managed to fit six dildos up his ass at once <laughs> <laughs> i wish i saw it but i'm i'm really glad i didn't but then on another occasion i was just chilling this was at my the first place i worked um, I was just like hanging out at the reception, talking to some of the other clients because everybody was hanging out at the front and he comes out <laughs> dressed as a dog and he's wearing leather. He's got the uh, collar and the leash and he's like crawling and my, the hostess is walking him like a dog <laughs> and he had to bark. And I, I didn't know what to do because this guy was getting off on everyone else seeing him, you know, be like demeaned yeah. like this, but there, you know, there's like a, it's the guy's first time there. He's getting a drink. He's like opening up to the idea of going into a session. Then out comes this older man <laughs> acting like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and, and you said this is a guy who's like well known, like very well known. Yeah. So very well. So if he walks out and you're just a, it's your first time at this place, you're like, oh, I know that fucking guy. If it's your first pl- time there, no. Oh, but he's well known within the building i thought yeah, man, he, this is like a famous person oh no there's been some famous <laughs> people but no he like in the community itself he's really active online but at this particular spa no like he oh, in the warmer okay. months he comes at least once or twice a week um and then there was a time my coworker told me she was in session with him and he asked her to stick a wire up his uh urethra oh no sorry i'm not judging i just it hurts. And me neither, but um, yeah, so that happened. And then there was... Oh, I can't was... hear stuff like that. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> um, there was a time that a girl had a session. It was supposed to be three hours. And he was on the spectrum. And all he wanted for the entire three hours was for her to uh, like verbally abuse him. Hmm. And like talk down to him because he has autism. Hmm. and after 75 minutes she's like i can't do this anymore she was coming out from time to time to get a drink and just like catch her breath and then the guy was five minutes yeah 75 minutes and she's like i can't do this anymore like i'm, I'm done because huh. he, they weren't even naked but wow. he he wanted her to call him like the r word and like oh, wow. really like the worst things you could say to someone he wanted for three hours straight and uh so obviously she ended the session i had to go in and be like hey can i get you know like 75 dollars worth of like a session i forget how much it is but i could check and he starts freaking out he's like no you guys robbed me i'm not going anywhere uh i'm calling the cops on you and i'm like oh fuck like i didn't know what to do so i was calling my boss and it took her an hour to get there but um i also had to be the bodyguard which Mm. mm, i'm like five feet tall i'm really small it wasn't a good match but anyways um eventually she gets there and she's able to get the money from him within seconds and i thought they were gonna just like beat the shit out of him like my boss and uh, her (laughs) ex-husband yeah so that one kind of shocked me and then there was a time that um my there was a walk-in again this is at the first place there's more there's crazier stories at this place than at the second one because it's a lot more professional there uh, there's a walk-in and all the girls are complaining about him like he's not even looking up at them he's not smiling he's like barely engaging in conversation 
Uh, so at the end, I go in. I'm like, oh, like, who did you like best? And he's not even looking at me. And he says some girl's name. And I'm like, there's not even a girl here that has that name. Like, nothing remotely close. He's like, oh, like, the last girl. I'm like, oh, it's so-and-so. And he said, yeah. So I went to tell the girl. And, like, she's surprised. And, like, she she was a bit uncomfortable. And if you're not comfortable going into session, you don't have to. Hmm. Um, but she decided to go in anyways. And then at the end, she was crying and i'm like well, what's going on like did he hurt you and she's like no 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 like nothing of that happened but during the session he told me about how he murdered a guy <laughs> and he just got out of jail yeah and i was like what the fuck and like he'd been coming in every single day that week and so i go to my boss and she's like oh well we're not going to do anything about it he brings a lot of money to the club and you know if we banned every single criminal from coming here we'd lose like half our business wow this is like if <laughs> if this podcast was a physical location it would <laughs> basically mean... be one of these spas like but seriously i mean that that one's interesting a little scary but yeah it, it, it's like what you see like the just the spectrum of people and like people just being you know in a way just like being their most honest shameless selves and like that to observe i imagine or you know take part of is just uh so interesting you know like i'm sure it, it seems even just from talking to you that that's part of what's interesting and you know like me and joe doing the show it's just that that sort of like curiosity I think is just such a driving force for us and, you know, obviously getting to know the people behind whatever it is, like a taboo fetish lifestyle or something. So it is, it is kind of cool that you get to kind of have that opportunity there and meet all these people and, you know, see them just completely living whatever their thing may be. Yeah. It, the work is never the same. It sounds like an exciting job. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Very. Least. It's hard wow. to go back to a normal job. Wow. Well, you know, we, we appreciate you coming on the show and, and, and sharing all of this um, because it's very interesting to hear. I didn't know, like, the uh, extent of these kind of parlors in Canada, so now I feel like I have some insight there. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, they seem pretty innocent until you go in. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I thought it was just... Uh, a, a lot simpler but it seems like it seems like anything goes if you can pay well yeah it seems like you you were at some interesting places lenient places um but wow yeah thank you so much for taking us through that journey of uh, a very interesting job that not uh maybe some of our listeners have but i'm assuming a lot of our listeners don't so thanks for that insight and uh <laughs> and the stories <laughs> not a problem all right have a good one Thanks, you too. Well, I guess Canada is a little different than uh, the United States uh, because that stuff does not happen here, at least to my knowledge. I don't know about, there's probably, I mean, I'm sure there is these like underground, you know. Oh, there's something, but yeah. like, like well, I said, I've, I've heard of places everywhere. being like, I, what, what are you saying? These places I'm saying, everywhere? No, in Canada. Oh, I'm oh, saying yeah, like I mean. like storefronts, like yeah, yeah. But here, I don't know. How do they that's... advertise it? What do they say? I I don't know. I don't remember. But I I think massage. Like I think they lead with massage. That's interesting. You know? 
I so mean, I've heard of places. We've got our passports. We're ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had this sitting here. It's a sign. Yeah, why uh, do you have your passport? <laughs> Um, no, I, I, I had no idea that, uh, you know, it got down like that where, you know, you can have someone shit in your mouth if you really want it. Someone will do it for you. So that shocked good. me. And that uh, it, the, the it price almost, shocked me. Exactly. It seems like unfair almost. It seems like a, you know, it's like, it's like a glitch almost in the matrix. It's like, do people realize like they can go fulfill all their fantasies for like, look, I'm not saying it's like cheap. You're still paying hundreds of dollars, but no, you have cheap, that money. Bro. Yes. For what you would think. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's like to like book a prostitute, but like, it just feels like it would be more expensive. Well, this, you get like a room, you get a massage and then you get this experience or whatever you want. And it's going to cost you not even $500. Like you're fucking robbing the joint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've never been involved in these sorts of things, but I've here through the grapevine, and I just feel like there's no way. Like I feel like that wouldn't happen in the United States. Like in the United States, you know, it's an expensive country. Prices would be jacked up. Canadians yeah. are too nice. They could raise the prices there easily, and maybe they should a little bit, and then pay they the girls the pay the girls more. Yeah, you know. There you go. But oh yeah, I, I just, I love learning like the logistics of a job like that, of like how it runs, how the money's split, like, you know, the hiring process, asking about it. It's, it's just so interesting um, because yeah. like for, for the people doing it, you know, like her, like that's, it's still just her job. You know, like she said, while she's doing her job, like she's distracted sometimes. She's like, oh, when do I get to eat lunch? What am I having for dinner? Except instead of like putting spreadsheets together, she's just jerking it just doing a thing jerking penis you know what i mean uh yeah very interesting i i also just love how she was so very nonchalant about the entire thing as if you know it's just a like she was a chef you know like yeah you know it comes in and you do whatever and you see what people <laughs> want and you kind of ship it out like it, it it was i don't know it was very interesting and to hear some of those like stories i mean I can't, I can't even, like, I'm trying to picture what this place looks like in my mind, and I have no idea. Like, I'm trying to, like, figure out what this like, is, is like. Like, is it luxurious? Is it, like, sleazy? But it just sounds... Is it, like... Yeah, like, yeah. It, it just it just sounds so unnatural to me. Because it's like you walk in, and then you look through this fucking book of, of faceless women. That's a little you, strange. That feels and weird. Then, yeah, and then you pick two of them, and then you go in the room, and then it's, like, already expected of, like, here's what's... You know what I mean? I don't know. That just kind of... I get what you're saying. Like, there's And then you, no... like, hang out and have pizza in the in the living yeah. room. Like, I, you know. I mean, that's great. I just... Obviously, I'm not used to that, so it just sounds very foreign to me. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm just, like... Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's out there. It exists. It's real, and there there's our inside look. And, yeah. uh be working at an erotic massage parlor yeah and uh yeah good for you canada um anyway uh anyone out there who wants to be a part of the show don't hesitate to hit us up like i said earlier you can hit us up uh directly at our email oplpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website oplshow.com and uh, send us an email through there Yes, follow us on Instagram at OPL Podcast. If you want to become a patron and get those bonus episodes, head over to patreon.com slash OPL show. Leave a rating, review, subscribe, comment, uh, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. 
Yep, that is all. See you guys next time.